Welcome back. My name is Matt Hurley. Thank you very much for checking out the show. Uh, on today's episode, we have a great guest, uh, Mike Pilata. Uh, so today is May 19th, which is a Thursday. So earlier tonight was the free show at Wits End, uh, which occurs every Tuesday and Thursday. And tonight, Garrett Harvest hosted. But then after the show, um, I got an opportunity to sit down with Mike Pilata, um, who's just a amazing comedian. Uh, he's been doing it since July of 2020. He performs on shows all over town. Uh, he puts on shows. Um, if you want to check out some of the awesome stuff that Mike's doing, you can follow him on Instagram at Mike Pilata underscore, and that's M-I-K-E-P-A-L-L-O-T-T-A and then underscore. And I just want to underscore what a great conversation we had. Um, so, yeah, we had the show at uh, Wits End, which was really fun. But then we just uh, sat outside after and just talked about all sorts of things. Uh, so Mike's an engineer. So being a scientist, we got to kind of talk about how we kind of bring in our experience with STEM into joke writing. Um, and it's just, you know, really exciting to see that, you know, with being, you know, relatively new into stand-up comedy, just like how far, you know, he's pushing it. And I've said one of like the big things about the show is, you know, wanting to have people on for multiple times. And I think today is a perfect example of it that, you know, um, Mike's working a bit at Mugubi's Joke House and is working, you know, featuring and has had, had the opportunity to headline, but it's going to be really cool to kind of keep up with him and check in with him at a later date. But um, the number one thing you guys could do is go and follow him on his social medias and check out some of the future things that he's doing. But um, without further ado, uh, it was an excellent conversation, and I'm really excited for today's guest, Mike Pilata. All right, and we're live. Thank you very much for doing this. Absolutely. All right, so we're here with Mike Pilata. This is episode three. Um, so I will do a little bit of an introduction mm -hmm. up front and stuff, and then, like, you know, so we can just kind of, like, hop right into it. So cool. Uh, where are you from originally? I'm from northern New Jersey originally, the best okay. state in the Union. All right. Um, so do you have a big family? Uh, no, not particularly. Like, my dad has a couple brothers and a sister, but... Not okay. a lot of kids on that side. My mom okay. was a single, uh, only child. Single okay. Child. And That's uh, same. I got, I got a really small, like, family, too. Which, similar. It, whenever I tell people I'm Italian first, they're like, it's yeah. got to be huge. And I'm like, no, I like Dude, I have an Italian family, too, and it's and it's small. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's kind of nice in that way. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, like, um, so I'm 50% Italian, 50% Irish. So, yeah, like, yeah. my mom's side is the The best combo Italian. for everyone listening. Yes. But your dad's side is the is Italian. The Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's pretty sick. Now, did that, like... Being like not having a huge family, did that like influence your comedy like growing up and stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah, in its own way. Like I think I always, whenever people have asked, I feel like my brother and dad were two of the funnier, funnier guys I had seen growing up. Yeah. But if it's like baseball, they just had such a high batting percentage. Like mm -hmm. whenever they spoke, it felt funny. Right, I right. was always just throwing shit at the wall, which right. is sort of conducive to stand up. Right, right, right. Like. Once you get over the first hump of like jokes aren't working, right. you're willing to just throw shit at the wall. So as long as you could brush off, right, right, the embarrassment, like you're good. You can keep trying ideas. Right, that's the hardest part too. So I like I did Milwaukee or I did um comedy for a little bit in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in mm. 2018. Except I was doing it like once every three weeks or something, and yeah, I just yeah. like, like was never doing it enough that like if I had a terrible set, I was like fuck, it was just like earth shattering. Or yeah, 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 whatever. So how long have you been doing comedy for? Just about. 
a year and a half. So oh, really? I, I, yeah, Damn. I started in Baltimore and okay. in July. I okay. actually the Magoobies competition was the first time I was really? on stage. What? It was when the first wave of the pandemic started to like dwindle down. Things okay. started to open up a little bit. Okay. And I fucking just bombed for what? for like sixty people for like five minutes. Oh my minutes. gosh! Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, that was yeah. your first time. Yeah. 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 So I mean. So we're at, so it is Thursday, May 19th, and we just did, right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we just did uh, Wits End Saloon, and Mike, you mm. crushed. You had oh. a great set. So, like, you're, I mean, well, you're one of the, you know, you're one of the funniest guys on the scene. So that's oh, amazing to hear, like. Say it again. No. Yes, yes. No, but, <laughs> no, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, that's crazy that you had, like, your first set was McGoovy's, aka, like, the biggest stage mm. in the area. And then, like, it, you did it like did you get any like la- like little teehees or whatever uh, i i had uh, some friends in the crowd who came to watch and i had one joke i was going into about engineering and i was like yes. anyone else an engineer except the table of like virgins and i pointed at my friends and like yes. that got a laugh every and when i li- like i have that one on video and i'm saving that for nice <laughs> for that's, some, the, that's the real baby that's yeah the, yeah and, and i go back like it, it's interesting to see in just whatever time frame you're in if you go back and just watch your first couple sets, you immediately see like, oh yeah, oh wow, I've learned a lot already, right? right? You're like, slow down a little bit, right. see how much it, changing your pace right. engages people so much more because it gives them a second to breathe too. So were like, you recording your sets like from the get go, like pretty no, much? No. So I had my brother recorded that one because okay. he was there, and then I I didn't audio record or videotape for a while, and okay. then I started to realize like, editing your handwritten writing or typed writing, whatever right, you have right. it, isn't enough. You've right. got to hear it out loud a little bit because because right. the timing and everything, right? Yeah. Right, right. It, the, right. The first step is is the idea funny, but right, right. This sort of the second step is where do things need to be enunciated? Where do pauses need to come out? That that's like the real Seinfeld, real right. like pen part of it, right. which I, I fell in love with very quickly. Yeah. It, so- What's your pro- like? Do you do you like always use like pen and paper, or do you use like, your phone and stuff to write? What's your like process it, of developing it, bits and stuff? It's usually like a filtering process where okay. it'll start as an idea on the phone. Okay. If I think it's worth taking to the book, yeah. it'll get fleshed out in the book a little bit more, right, right. and then I'll take it to the stage. Okay. Um, so I, the, I, the phone is like the live wire. It's like, oh, I got this idea in the middle of the work day. Yeah. I got to write this down quick. But exa- then, like, exactly. you go pen and paper to like really kind of work it out. Yeah. A- as Damn, of late, start doing that. <laughs> as of late, it's just been it's been tough with my job a little bit. So I've been taking. Th- oh, shout out Nick Oka. Yeah, Nick Oka. What are you mouthing there, Nick? I'm saying it, it, yeah, this is a right. G-rated podcast. I'm yes, saying it into dude. the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with my job a little bit, I yeah, I've had to. Sort of just take the idea and take it a stage a little bit, right? But what I, I have found, you mean like you don't have, you didn't have enough time to like sit and write it to out. actually write it out word yeah. for word. Because you're a stat, you're an engineer, which yeah, we can yeah. talk about in a little bit. Put a pin in that. Yeah. <laughs> we get men in STEM. We got to get a couple more of those. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's actually sort of helped me out a little bit because when I was writing everything out verbatim, I felt a little bit stiff because I felt like I had a script I had to stick to. Yeah. Whereas. You know, have your premise and have right. the first punch you want to get to. Right, right. But it's okay if it's a little lax because that feels a little bit more natural. Right. Uh, What's up? Shout out Jeff King, Jeff everyone. King, future, future guest on the pod. Hey. hey. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good, Good to yeah. hear you guys. But yeah, that's uh, and and just always, I've always I, I used to when I started I was worried that like so you record your brother records your first set yeah it doesn't yeah. go good and then you don't you don't record again until like how how when you start recording again. Must have been maybe two to three months, but also okay. at that time, July 2020, you could yeah. only hit two mics a week. Oh yeah, dude, that's the craziest part, man. 
Right, like you started comedy like right in the right, yeah, with the, the pandemic and everything. We got lucky in that that COVID still wasn't the most lethal thing in Baltimore. It was just yeah, <laughs> just right, just living dude. here. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but Wits was open on Tuesdays, and then Second Chance Saloon in Columbia was open okay. on Sundays. That was, was this after the pandemic? Was Wits like the first place to get back in the saddle with yeah. like mics and stuff? Yeah. So I went up on Thursday, July twenty third. The next mic I hit was Wits and. That okay. next Tuesday. Okay, wait. So, okay, so you did Magoobies, and I was like, all right, I got things to, and then you went to Wits uh, next. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. it, it was sort of like a, a competitive thing at that point where, you're like, right, uh, people have said, people have laughed at things I've said before, like what what right, happened can't while be I was up there. Rep- That's a tough thing. So, like the show that you're talking about is like a bringer show, right? So it's like yeah. you know, of all the competitors, like some person can just bring like eighty of them and just like you know they're gonna they're gonna win. Mm-hmm. So, but what well, yeah. what what you're seeing now now that things are completely open is like. The shows were limited there, yeah, and that was the first one back. So the crowd was fifty or sixty people. Right, Whereas, right. you know, w- as we're c- recording now, you're getting two hundred plus people at like the new comedian monthly competition. So it's right, like exactly it's a again, a, a bomb wouldn't feel that bad in front of sixty, right? Uh, but it was my first time, so I had no real gauge. All right. I had was like the things I wrote. I'm like, these are definitely funny. And then I said them, and I was right. like, oh, none of this is funny. So did you when you went to what's the next time? Did you bring some of that stuff that you did at Magoobi, saying like, okay, I'm gonna try it again just to make sure that it really doesn't. You did know. I bring? N- no, I, I had. Told, ri- did someone tell you about like what like in the competition was someone like, hey, you should check out this like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mudit Verma, shout out Mudit. Okay, I was gonna say yeah, who was okay. Nice. Um, uh, he was the one who told me about Second Chance in Colombia, and okay. then. Um, wits here and yeah and and it was all sort of the the regulars you're seeing now like i remember the first competition i was at the the top three in that one were latif idris who's a guy down in the dmv reed clark who i think moved out to atlanta who's a great comic and justo were in the top okay wow that's awesome so 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 it was a good first three to see those guys are all great i mean that's the nice thing about the baltimore scene is it seems like the people that are senior are like cool with being like giving you tips and like stuff Mm -hmm. like that so did you like run into that like as you were like coming up like people giving you tips on like your set and you know stuff like that or yeah sort of quickly i don't know if it was just my writing style was a little abstract and weird and we can again as we talk about stem stuff eventually yes I, i i'm like abstract enough to a point but like i I don't really excel abstract wise or logic wise but i have this weird cross section where it's like i can justify weird shit and that's a nice spot to be in for me but all that being said i think i had just enough weird material that people were like oh that feels interesting and new so i like word economy like do you like like when you have a bit do you like really try to like write it out and think okay how do i tighten it how do i or is it more like i got an idea and then i'm gonna bring it to stage and just like spin the you know spin the yarn sometimes it's word economy and sometimes Sometimes yeah, you're it's worth. Wor- I mean, you're a good <laughs> joke writer. I mean, you're great. You know, I saw you once at um, Adam Friesman's Meet a Laugh, and you mm. were crushing there, and it was just tight, bang, 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 bang. You know, so it's y- usually it starts a little bit like loopy, right? Because yeah. you're trying to figure out how it sounds out loud, right? But right. as you tighten it, it just it you know it, it keeps almost self cutting the fat off until you're just getting the jokes. Right. Sometimes right. if you want it to sound, if you want it to last, you'll purposely choose words that are like right longer. I always think about. Uh, Patrice has this joke where he's talking about he's like I'm a 40 year old 41 year old guy but as a black man who's diabetic I'm 177 yeah. years old right. like he stretches the word out and it's like a syllable thing and a, right. it's, it's such a specific everything. number thing but it's like the word choice there it's not necessarily this really concise quick joke right, but right. he stretches out this like idea and it's great right. so I, I, I try and 
I try and switch between you want it to be quick and fast, but right. sometimes the right words isn't always the fewest. Right. Now, do you ever, because I struggle with this too, like I'll get something, it's got a punch, it's working, and then I kind of like put it away. Do you have, do you do, when, once you have like a premise that's working, like you got one punch, do you try to build on that like a lot or do you like, what's your process with that? I, I especially being in the early stage, I think I, I try and work it more almost to the point where you're like, Am I getting everything out of this? Almost the, uh, when in reality, I think you've already soaked everything out of a premise or something. So right, right. It's funny, like like I'll get a couple good lines out of a premise, and then actually like get to a point where I'm saying too much and I don't like it anymore because I'm like right. it's not it doesn't work the same. And it's right, like no, right. you just found the limit. Like right, cut exactly. off what wasn't working yeah. and go back to what. How was. do you deal with that? Like doing it like multiple times and not losing like the same spunk of like delivering the joke. Is that like is that tough to do or like? Changing up the set a little bit, making okay. sure you're you're traveling around and trying out in front of different crowds. Right, that's the nice um, thing about the Baltimore scene now. Post pandemic, mm-hmm. is there's like you know you can do a show every night of the week, at least one or two mics, which is nice. That but. was Law and I. I think we started in the same week or two week period, and really? we were saying like we would get like our five minutes per yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, and right, you were going to the same two or three places. Right. So. But very, you bring a new five minutes like that week. You try to be like, all right, I'm going to – yeah, that's the way to go, do it, dude. So yeah. so very quickly, at least in my case, I think he's he's done much better about refining his material. I get I, – like you said, I get a little bit bored quickly, and I'm like, I want to try a new thing I wrote when in right. reality you should, be you, should take your, you should take your C material and make it exactly. B material than A material. Right. But what happened in that first couple months was I, I had a, like a lot of – see maybe some b material right so right. it's like i could like i think comics will say this i could do 15 but it was like right a, a big Not laugh a middle laugh a low laugh a right. medium laugh a big high laugh dude but it's nothing. about to having that confidence of like all right this is c and like i'm gonna keep tightening the screws mm-hmm. and not get shaken in my head being like all right there's other comics that have seen this you know premise 10 times yeah, yeah but yeah. like having the confidence to be like all right i'm still gonna like do it and you know whatever yeah well, okay do you mind if i ask you you questions yeah, to, for sure, of course yeah this is like a yeah yeah this is not you know but well, as as early as you are a thing i'm jealous of and and i've i've seen justo do it who who i love Kyrie does it and it's a thing you do you may not notice it but you're actually you're very mobile on stage oh and yeah, i always yeah. i always respect that because I get so nervous about like I may want to make sure I deliver this right. Yeah. When part of the d- delivery, depending on your style, is right. You know, squaring your shoulder to the punch. It's, yeah. It's right. Dude, and then you hit yeah. like a hand right. drop. Like it, it's. I, I I feel like I saw your your first couple sets and you weren't doing that, but then yeah. very quickly you you just I started. started. And like I you know like tonight like tonight I tried to actually like I put the mic in the mic stand try to stay you know still a little bit because mm. I feel like. Yeah, that was, you know, that's sweet. And, like, for some of those, like, bits that are, like, over the top, like, it's it's necessary. But I feel like I was maybe using it as, like, oh, maybe, like, a little crutch at the start being, like, okay, mm-hmm. what I'm saying isn't that strong. But I'm going to say it in this razzle-dazzle way that, yeah, like, yeah. you can't help but not laugh. But to actually remember, you gave me some advice before my first, like, it was just at some show. And you were, like, oh, when you punch, look at someone. Yeah. Because I would always punch and, like, look down and, like, be, like, um, and look for my next, you know, bit mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, that helps, you know, like, in- engaging them in, in that way. It, because whenever I, I go to some mics like people are opening up with a lot of crowd work and, and maybe it's all crowd work and it's right. it's probably me projecting a little bit but I'm right. like like work do you ever on do crowd work like big crowd work or I've never been big I gotta get a little better at it yeah, it's but a tough I, art dude it's like, I, I'm really bad at hearing advice and then just 
sticking to that as if it's a golden rule. Right, so right. I remember hearing someone say, like, in your first year or so, like, just work on your material. Just do right, that. And now right. I have – I don't know how to talk to people when I'm on yeah, stage. Yes, right. Yeah, it's just like playing a tape or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. So I, I wish I was a little better at it, and it's something i got to work on. Yeah, right, for sure. So obviously, you know, you're doing mics. You're doing paid shows around town. Now, are you – like, you produce some shows around town? I started to again with work. It's been sort of sort of tough to right. be consistent. That's our last topic. We'll touch yeah. on is STEM, dude. Being uh, comedy and STEM. That's dude. what the people want to talk <laughs> yes, about. Dude. Um, I mean, I put up little flyers in the hospital for our like comedy shit. It's actually, like, yeah, it's, and it's like all these like study things, and it's like, and come see this open mic. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, you want to come uh, laugh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure you're upset. Yeah, uh, but like yeah. So like, what's your you know like so you put on some shows? Yeah, I, I think just to get learn how to produce a little bit, just yeah. to make sure you can run a show. Yeah. Also. Knowing how to host is important. Yes, um, dude. Oh man, dude, I Andrew, hate it. Andrew, the guy who who runs Magoobies. Yeah. When when you're doing the competition. Yeah. Part of you know good joke writing and good delivery is right. your stage presence and right. knowing how to you know take the mic out of the stand, move the mic stand out exactly. of the way. Exactly. There are right. little things that people look for to be like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Right. When he's on stage. I, the last time I did the Magoobies competition, I was the first one, so mm. I got to kind of be a little more like, all right, it's a cold crowd, like yeah, let's yeah. do it. But man, dude, yeah, so we moved Max's to Saturdays and this was the first Saturday and it was like, you know, sometimes like it's been like of the six Fridays we had two were misses four were like pretty packed out. And yeah, this was yeah. like a packed out Saturday and like Bobby Ray, like it was all these sweet people. Like it was just like yeah, such, yeah. I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. And I hosted and it was just like, pff, fell flat, dude. What? I was just like shaken. I was like, all right. And uh, Bobby Ray's coming up next. Dude. I just like scurried off the stage. <laughs> sometimes the best thing and another piece good work, a good learning experience, you know, like got to do it, dude. Another piece of advice Jess would give me was like, play the point guard. If you're being a host, like it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean you're, right. you're, you don't got to be doing the rock star. but you're just, you're trying to make everyone else look good. Right. Exactly. I, I remember, I think it was, Law, Nick, Matt Brown, Bobby Ray, and myself, we did this, like, very strange show on Valentine's Day, and Law went up and did probably 10 to 12 and was like, I know I don't see Law, like, not do well a lot, but, of like, this, yeah, crowd, seen him not do well, yeah. this crowd was just not liking him, uh, but he managed to pass off to us really well, and maybe it was because they, they weren't right. loving his stuff that when the four of us went up after him. Right, he served you guys up. Yeah, like, everyone, everyone fell in love with our That's material. Like, where'd you do that? Where was that show at? It was at Sunga Cafe, I think, near Patterson Park. Okay. Oh, it's sort of... Yeah. It's, well, uh, never mind. <laughs> Play, you played lots of weird stuff uh, all over, lots of weird places all over Baltimore? Uh, uh, all Baltimore. venues. I, I've gotten... Uh, I, I, with traveling a little bit, you get to go up to PA and, like, weird parts of Virginia. Yeah. I did this spot. Traveling for your work? You work travel for work? Uh, for my, around oh there. no no for, so that was for comedy okay i got you i got you yeah. um i did this spot it must have been a couple months ago now in colonial beach virginia like okay. two and a half hours south of here it, for i think 200 civil war vets like really? just old civil oh okay i didn't miss <laughs> that i was <laughs> no. like oh <laughs> man it's even harder and, and it was i got to i got to feature for a headliner i did 25 but it's oh, man. like that's awesome i like the guy who hosted did like two minutes up front so i've got to yeah. go up i have like a rocky first five minutes and when you're up there for 25 right right you get to stretch out a little bit where you're like right. something's not working just keep right. putting your head down what did that feel like in the moment where you're like okay it's not going good did you like adjust what side you had planned or were you just like stay the course and like deep I, breath i i knew that especially some of my material for that crowd i'd get them with a couple jokes so yeah. What ends up happening was probably a rough first three to five. Yeah. Then five to fifteen was solid. Yeah. Then you know, back to five to twenty to twenty-two. Yeah. Up and down, and right. then 
a decently solid closing. So right. it's like, but but you only get that exposure by being up there for that long. You like see that's what a great opportunity. Works. So have you got so is that have you got other times to feature like that that much stage time in that situation? I've done I've done a couple twenty to twenty fives. The that's at great. the end of uh, twenty twenty one December, I I got to do a headlining spot up in Delaware. Oh and, nice! And I did fifty, and that was the first time it was like take everything you think. Yeah, everything you've it, ever thought is funny from F to A material. Just yes. just say it, and right, that ended up right. going going pretty well. Right, which was nice. That's awesome. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like even when you're headlining too, when you're going fifty minutes, like the crowd, you've earned some rapport, and like some things that maybe were yeah. an F at an open mic are like all right, but you build now forty five minutes of rapport that this thing's gonna just like crush. Or For me, it was just being on stage. That I remember, right. I wrote out everything I thought would get me to forty five, and yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't get the light yet. Let me keep going and yeah. the moment i started the next joke i had i got the light and i was yeah. like oh i wrote out what felt like you know 45 of my tightest stuff Didn't, right and then i did another five and i was like no okay right you know you're doing okay now you know you do a lot of stuff in baltimore but have you done like dc or anything like that yeah trying to get into the scene a little bit more i have a show there tomorrow with rails comedy oh nice um, okay where's that uh where's that at town tavern i think it's in okay. adams morgan town, uh, may 20th Yes, well, <laughs> that right, is tomorrow. Yeah, I'll probably yeah I'll probably get this out before then. Maybe we'll <laughs> see. I don't have a big reach, you know. It's like thirty people listening to it, but yeah. I, the, <laughs> something. Thi the thing about about DC and we're we're starting to get better at it here in Baltimore mm -hmm. uh, is is just exposure to the comedy scene. Right. And what right. I love, I, I tell, I was in Austin for a week last year doing comedy. I've oh, been nice. up in oh, yeah. New York and talking to other comics from other places. Is uh, the cool thing about Baltimore is it's small enough where you have to. You're exposed to the different parts of the scene, so maybe you'll do like right. a wits room, which tends to be like a little bit darker. And this stuff, you might do a black room that, right. you, you know, you might be performing your jokes a little bit more. Right. You might Zissimos do an alter, or, yeah, yeah, as right. Zissimos, exactly. where, where you have to make sure your your stuff you is pretty fine tuned. Yeah, so right. it's small enough where you have to hit all those scenes, but right. everyone is so diverse. And I think that's right. part of like Baltimore's edge is yeah, people totally. are much more themselves here. Yes, so yeah. you get this exposure in such a small scene. Yeah, in, yeah. A, in a tough scene too because it's a tough city. Right. So right. it breeds it breeds some pretty strong comedy. Right. So now, last thing we'll mm. talk about here uh, is that we're both in STEM. Mm. So you're an engineer. I'm a scientist. Mm. How does being an engineer influence your joke development <laughs> or anything? Like, do you do you use any of the skills you have as a, as an engineer towards when you're like coming up with bits and like you know your stick with itness and whatnot? <laughs> uh, the first thing it helped me with, and and it it took me a while to realize this. Anything. I've tried to do is is it's like trying to find parallels between the things you do. So it's like what between engineering and, and comedy is gonna right. branch. And the right. first thing I noticed was this idea of like fundamentals. Like if you need to s develop a solution to a problem in engineering, yeah, right. The most important thing you do is understand fundamentally what's wrong, right. so that when you run into issues, you still know right the, the baseline of how to fix something. Right. I see that as in comedy. I see that as what's your style, right? Right. If you could exactly. figure out what your style is, right, you know right. how to apply it to different, right. different topics, different uh, you know joke ideas. Right. So you don't get as pigeonholed on like how do I want to deliver this? You're right. like, oh, this is how I deliver jokes. When did you start to figure out your style? Were you like from like well, really young and watching stand-up specials, and you're like, man, I like that? Or is it like once you kind of really thought about, all right, I'm gonna start doing stand-up? Then you thought about what that is um so to be fair i don't think i have any real style yet yeah. I th that's and good you got your own style right or like you know you're well, just you yeah i, I think uh, dave chappelle was talking about this miles davis quote where it's like you yeah. got to play for 10 years before you start playing like yourself right, and right. I to like i totally feel like i'm some weird hybrid like sometimes it's a little bit 
Mark Normandy. Uh, yeah, Mark, right. <laughs> Mark Normandy Beach. He, yes, right. Huh? Uh, oh, he would say that. Has he said that? <laughs> I'm sure he said that, right? <laughs> where, where you're thinking about quick punches, bang, right. bang, bang, bang. Right, right. Lately, like, if I've been listening to a little bit of Burr, like, right. I try and get worked up a little bit. Louie, right. it gets sort of abstract and strange. Right. Patrice, uh, you, you know, there are certain things you can't say, if, depending on who you watch, but it's like... Right. Uh, you, you almost want to fl- be a little bit more philosophical when you listen to Patrice right, or something. Right, so, totally. Yeah, waxing or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. So, I mean... Uh, it's like being a little kid. The early stages of comedy, your brain is still really sponge-like. Right. So it's like I still see someone do comedy, and I'm like, oh, I want to do it that way. Exactly. But you have to be ca- – I, I, I've taken periods where I don't watch as much comedy. Right, Just because yeah. I'm like, I have to make sure that it's me being funny and not me Exactly. I'm similar, dude. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't take in a lot of the content. But. Well, who's your guy? Who, who are you watching out in, out in – Wisconsin first that you were like oh I watched him I want to try comedy or her oh sorry yeah no so no it um when I was in Milwaukee yeah I just wanted to, I just went up and started trying it and uh, some of the comedians on the scene there there was a guy named AJ Grill that's now like he works the improv there that's mm-hmm. super sick and then this guy uh, Carter Deems I don't know if you ever heard of him he's mm-hmm. um he is on Wild and Out now yeah and shit so I got to watch it and he was like doing open mics in Milwaukee so I got and he's like a battle rapper on youtube but like doing comedy and stuff so i got to kind of like see mm. that and that definitely rubbed off on me because like i watched specials growing up and like things like that but like when i got into it like i wasn't like necessarily trying to study one type i was like all right just do like what you think is funny and yeah, like yeah. learn from the people around you and like you know that type of stuff but, i feel yeah. the yeah. the the one thing and, and i've tried to find the right mix of it is like i i love wordplay stuff but sometimes yes. it, it always feels like Same it comes game. off a little bit just like feels like you land like, in a plane when you come up with a good wordplay one you're like ooh, nice <laughs> if it's really solid but i'm always yeah. i'm always i'm always skeptical to use it as the main punchline yes at least yeah. with my That's delivery like same dude yeah. I, feel, I remember hearing godfrey it was the first first guy i ever got to host for at magoobies is, is godfrey if you don't know him go watch yeah. all of his shit he's yeah. he's as funny as can be one of the best i've ever seen but he, right like the only time I've seen a wordplay joke land that well was Godfrey yeah. was talking about, like, no black guy wants to play ice hockey or something. We'd crush everyone. And it's like, and black guys are already on thin ice. Like, and just like, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't his main punch, but it was the perfect tag to build on his momentum. And right. I'm like, okay, like, pitching an idea that like hits people in their right. gut gets totally. you that big laugh. Oh yeah. And then. You use your ansel- you use that those other tools that you have everything. to tag it up. Yeah, absolutely. Now, have you ever have you ever gone to New York, made the pilgrimage? Yep, okay. I, I've gone up a couple times. Okay, and, and like done some shows. You've done some shows. Yeah, how's that? Is that like a different beast? Does it feel like, or like you put more nerves on it because it's like, oh, New York's like mecca for comedy, or um, a little bit. The very first time I was up there, I was a little nervous. I I had some friends in the crowd because it was a bringer yeah. show, but it ends up going pretty well. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, this stuff does translate well i'm about to lose my friends if i ask him to go to a bringer one more time dude <laughs> <laughs> like this is the third one i'm like please come again but like, there's <laughs> th- there's no better way to be like i gotta start getting booked than yeah. i can't keep asking people to come watch me yes right dude. where you're like i right. need people to ask me to come and do it when you get that de- yeah it's like you know a dog backed in the corner like you get a little desperate you're like all right i gotta you know yeah, yeah. new shit i gotta be funnier dude and that's it, like you know it's all it, about keeping that edge it all comes down to to incentives at the end right like yeah, if, totally. if you if if you're looking at it in the long term, yes, you'll you'll pull nice, the things dude. out of yourself that That's you need. That's my to. final question: is like, so, you know, we're here. It's 2022. What's mm. your like? Where you see yourself in five years? Because you're in STEM, you know, you're yeah, you, got yeah. a, you got an engineering job. Like same thing. Like I'm in science, so it's like I'm kind of playing the like. All right, like yeah. I love comedy is life, mm. <laughs> but like you know, how do you like? Where do you see your you know self taking it? I, I definitely see 
being in Baltimore for the yeah. foreseeable future, the, the company I work with, I actually, I enjoy the work I'm doing. Nice. I have a lot of responsibility with it too. Um, it is in the startup world. So I, I do see it maybe taking off to a point where maybe it's a little bureaucratic. Right. And w- when I had left my, I was living in upstate New York the first year, year and a half after college working okay. for a big fortune 500 and I fucking hated it. Right. Yeah. And I, I, at that point I was like, I was big into like entrepreneurship. I was like, I want to start my own thing. Right, but then I right. found this company that does a lot of work with startups and I get right. to be still in the engineering space. Right. Okay. And I was like, let me learn stuff here. And then I picked up comedy while there. So okay. I definitely like to be doing my own thing in right. anywhere between five and seven years, I right, think. Right. Um, but for now, just trying to build up the Baltimore comedy scene. Exactly. Right. And that's, I mean, you're, and you're a big part of that. You're putting on shows and mm-hmm. you're out there, you know, doing a lot and, I appreciate the hell out of you doing this, dude. This has been sick. I, yeah, absolutely. I, again, again, you're, for a new guy, I, I yeah, still dude. take stuff. Longest pod yet, dude. I, yeah. I, I will talk all day, comedy, yeah. STEM, whatever you well, like. And man. this is like, you know, I want this to be like a recur, you know, like a recurring thing that, like, mm. you know, for whatever couple months, you got another ten minutes, you want to talk to me and catch up with shit. Like, I mean, that's what I'm kind of viewing this as something like said, build the scene, and like, I think Baltimore's got a sick scene, and yeah. So, but thanks again for doing this. I and, got you. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers.